everyone. Thank you, Father. Y'all sleepy as I am. It's uh, that's most important thing in a way. And then also this statue's here. Yes, we had a mass for the hundredth anniversary of Lady Fatima. The Pope was in Fatima and, and beatified the two small children that died a hundred years ago. And uh, so that's that's exciting and it's kind of fitting that it kind of fell on Mother's Day because we think about our mothers and the mother of the church and how Mary Mother of God will pray for us if we ask. And Jesus tells us in the gospel, Mother's Day is a day when we all think about home, wherever that was or is. Uh, and uh, Jesus says he's going to prepare a place for us. And it's called home. And we're not home yet. Uh, no matter how much we love where we're at or we don't, we know that God is preparing a place for us. We begin by preparing a place for him in our hearts by acknowledging our sins and allowing God to show mercy to us. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
Almighty, ever-living God, constantly accomplish the Paschal mystery within us, that those you are pleased to make new in holy baptism may, under your protective care, bear much fruit and come to the joys of life eternal. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. As the number of disciples continued to grow, the Hellenists complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So the twelve called together the community of the disciples and said, It is not right for us to neglect the word of God to serve at table, Brothers, select from among you seven reputable men filled with the Spirit and wisdom whom we shall appoint to this task, whereas we shall devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. The proposal was acceptable to the whole community, so they chose Stephen, a man filled with faith and the Holy Spirit, Also, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them. The word of of God continued to spread, and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly. Even a large group of priests were becoming obedient to the faith. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
we place our trust in you. As we place our trust in you. first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, come to him, a living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the sight of God. And, the living stones, let, the, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it says in Scripture, Behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in it shall not be put to shame. Therefore, its value is for you who have faith, but for those who without faith, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, a stone that will make people stumble, and a rock that will make them fall. They stumble by disobeying the word, as is their destiny." You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that you may announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The word of the Lord. Oh, 
with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you have seen him, and you do know him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else, believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, our first reading is about the ordination of deacons. Uh, the first deacons we just sent. Our transitional deacon packing, he's going to be ordained in two weeks from yesterday, which is exciting for him. Uh, that's the, the two weeks we get the most attention as priests, and after that, nothing. So he, he gets the biggest round of applause of his life at the ordination. It's not for him. It's for the diocese and for God. But it's, it's an interesting thing, and you were all privileged to be a part of it here. I know he, he appreciated the attention he got. You know, it's, it, it means a lot to them at that stage. And then we have permanent deacons. Deacon Allen was providentially here last night, sitting here. I thought, gosh, we got all the deacons. And so anyway, that's, that's that reading. And the reading about coming home is a beautiful one. While we're on earth, Jesus wants to make a home within us. And then he wants to, he's making one for us in heaven. And what does your home look like in heaven? What neighborhood is it in? What is it look, what's it built like? Can you imagine? I, I like to think about that, although all we can think of is earthly dwellings. None of us are home yet. But I want to talk about the second part of that gospel because Jesus has asked a couple of questions and it's really, uh, it's really interesting to see how he answers. Thomas asks a question and Philip asks a question. And one question is quite acceptable to the Lord. Philip kind of gets under Jesus' nerves there a little bit, I think, if that's the right way to put it. Uh, I was thinking about when I was in seminary, we had a teacher... I know one of you here knows who this is. Uh, yeah, Sister Frances Madden, yeah. Uh, you, anybody know her besides you? Yeah, see, she, that's good. 
as much influence as she had, you know, time passes and so does the memory. Um, she, was, she taught us St. Thomas Aquinas, which was not the most interesting subject in the world, but we, she did our best to hold our attention. She taught a couple of classes there. We called her St. Francis. She hated, every word, every, she hated being called this. But she was a very patient person with us. And the reason I bring her up is because she had this funny uh, little characteristic that she'd do in class. If she got an answer that was really off the wall, if any of you have ever been teachers, you get this answer that doesn't fit at all where she's going. Instead of saying you're wrong or, or let's try again, she'd take the chalkboard and she'd have this all outline on the chalkboard. And you'd, like Philip asked this question, she'd say, she'd say, well, Philip, that's very interesting. We'll put that right up here that in the right-hand corner. That meant, boy, were you wrong. <laughs> We picked up on this real quickly. And then if she put it on the other side of the board, she'd say, well, that's very interesting. We'll put that one right up here. That meant even worse. So <laughs> I got put in those corners a lot. That's why I noticed it. Um, but I wasn't the sharpest tack in the block, but I still got ordained anyway. But at any rate, uh, Jesus answers a couple of questions. I was thinking about her kindness. Uh, Thomas ask the question, Lord, we don't know where you're going. And in a way, we don't either. I mean, we, we're really deaf, dumb, and blind in this world. We think we know where we're going, and then something hits us out of left field. Before you know it, uh, we're, we, don't have, we just don't know how to handle something. And Jesus says, no matter how bad the news in the, in the world, it seems like the news gets worse every year, or maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but, but Jesus is the good news. And we want to have that coming in. We come here to get good news from God. And the good news is, no matter how much fog is in our lives, we may not feel or see God like we did maybe at certain times of our lives. God is very present. Other times he seems to be absent. But if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus through the scriptures in the church and hopefully a well-formed conscience, we will get where we're going because he is the way. He is the door. We are going home. He does live within us. Only a mortal sin can throw him out, and he can't wait to come back if that happens with reconciliation. So we, it's a wonderful message, and he, he wants Thomas to understand, even before, that Thomas is going to have to go through the cross like we all will. But Jesus is with us. And we come to Philip. Now, poor Philip. Boy, I, I've had some, I've had some uh, over the years, some times when I asked a question in a class, remember in college, this father, what was his name? It was, it was a, a really awful class, and he said to me, well, you're begging the question again. It was a philosophy class that meant that you're reformulating the question as an answer. It means you're really wrong. And I wanted to slide under the desk. And uh, Philip, Jesus, what did Jesus, oh, I put the book away. <laughs> Philip says, just, Lord, just show us the Father, and that'll be enough for us. And he says, Philip, have I been with you all... Did he say it like this? I don't know, but it sounds like he did. Father, Philip, have I been with you all these years and still you don't know me? How can you say, show us the Father? I don't think Jesus was saying, Philip, have I been with you all these years? <laughs> Jesus was a real human being, and he, if you don't believe me, he got a wet towel and, and a whip, and he, you know, remember what he did in the temple? Jesus, Jesus had some righteous anger. J Jesus is frustrated at this point. Because they, they're looking at a human being. Let's face it, he looked like a carpenter from Nazareth. Jesus didn't glow in the dark. But he's saying, I, except in movies, but, 
But he says, you know, if you know me, you know God. God, God is, doesn't have a human face, let's face it, he's spirit, but we know him because Jesus is God. And so the more we know Jesus, the more we know God. And Jesus is, you know, he keeps us guessing a little bit, but, but he says, I think we're all going to have this discussion with God. I, and I, many times I've asked the Lord, why this, why that, or what do I do here, or, or uh, you know, what's the deal with this? whether it's world events, personal events, parish things that come up. I, I bring these things before God. Sometimes you get an answer. Sometimes it's wait. And I think on the last day of our lives, we're going to be walking with the Lord. And uh, I know of this because St. Ignatius is really good with this. It's a spiritual exercise where you walk with Jesus on the last day of your life and talk about something. It's very good for making a decision. I recommend this very highly. Take a favorite beach or to walk on or in the forest or your backyard in your mind and walk with Jesus and talk to him. You're outside of time now. It's all over. What's the right decision to make? And we're talking like Philip. I'm saying, Lord, where were you in this situation? You know, this was really tough, and I didn't see you anywhere. And he's going to say, Gary, I was with you all this time, and you didn't know me. Didn't you know that you had to go through something with me? Didn't you see me on the cross behind the altar every week? Didn't I tell you I was in the Eucharist and the scriptures? Didn't you know I was going to be in hiding everywhere in your life? Didn't you know that all these people that I sent you one after the other were my will for you? Didn't you know that, that you had to go through something for me? Did you think you were on a pleasure cruise? I can just see the Lord saying this to me. Are you the only, am I the only one that's going to have this discussion, you think? We, we just don't know what our lives are about, and it's going to be a really interesting discussion. I felt last night, uh, it, I was sitting there thinking about the auction a little bit, but I was thinking about my homily, and I felt like the Lord was saying to me, and I think to us, dear, I can't wait to have this discussion with you. But when I do, your opportunity of life will be over as well. You must now live in faith. You must now not have all the answers. It's critical that you don't have all the answers. Because, and to have our, our name put on, this, on the top of the blackboard, you know, to ask the wrong questions like Philip did. Because we're on earth, we, we're only given the knowledge we need for the present moment. Only what we really need to glorify God while we're in this, this time of existence. The time for knowing everything is it, that we need to know is coming in the world that is to come. It'll be a very, very interesting talk we have with God, and it's going to be just great. We want to anticipate that by thanking God for things that are really tough, because he's got something good in mind in the end, no matter how bad it was, and uh, just like the cross. And so these two questions, where are you going, and just show us the Father, which was the wrong question to ask Jesus, let's face it. But Jesus he, you know, he answered both of them, and he wants to answer us too. So here we are in, in the second part of, of, of Easter uh, season, and we're asking the Lord to give us guidance in our lives. We too are often in the fog, but we, sometimes we can see very clearly, but we want Jesus. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus as, and the church and the, our conscience and the scriptures as we go through life, and he will guide us home. And in the meantime, he wants to make a home in us through our keeping of the commandments and inviting him in every day.
Let's stand and profess our faith together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. One and two with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Look forward to the resurrection of the dead, the life of the world to come. Amen. We offer our prayers to the Lord who loves us. For the Pope's intention of the month that Christians in Africa, an imitation of the merciful Jesus, may give witness to reconciliation, justice, and peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That on this feast of Our Lady of Fatima, we may come together and pray the rosary for world peace as Our Lady requested. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our beloved mothers living and deceased, especially for those names who are on our altar and in our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those gathered here today and all members of our parish family, may we strive to live the call of discipleship by our outreach to those in need. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died, especially Robert Danes and his family, that we may be given a place, that he may be given a place at the heavenly banquet. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the people named in our prayer intention book, Adoration Chapel and Prayer Chain, as well as for those intentions that we hold quietly in our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for these 60 children who made their first reconciliation Friday night in the Hispanic community and, uh, and who will be making their first communion uh, in uh, two weeks and also for the adults that made their confirmation at St. Joe's uh, Friday night and for the young adults making their, their confirmation um, soon. We pray to the Lord. Lord, and for all who made the auction possible, it was such a wonderful evening uh, that sacrificed and suffered to make that happen. We pray to the Lord. Lord. Almighty God, we thank you for loving us, guiding us, and helping us to find you who are home and life itself. We ask these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O God, who by the wonderful exchange effected in this sacrifice have made us partakers of the one supreme Godhead, grant, we pray, that as we have come to know your truth, we may make it ours by a worthy way of life through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. Through him the children of light rise to eternal life, and the halls of the heavenly kingdom are thrown open to the faithful, for his death is our ransom from death, and in his rising the life of all has risen. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic host sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, 
which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your son and filled with the Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Edward, St. Clair, St. Matthias, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, Alexander, our Bishop, Peter, our Assistant Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you've summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Savior's command informed by divine teaching, we dare to sing.
us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Oh